theyeshiva.net. So in Medrash Rabbah, in Shmois, I think, there's a story about uh, Rebbe Kiva, that uh, Rebbe Kiva often had debates with a man named Turnus Rufus, who was the Roman uh, governor or council in Israel in Judea. They would have, uh, in Chazal, there's different debates that happen because the Romans like to debate, you know, Jewish great minds. So, Rabbi Akiva was naturally the person to go to. So there's a lot of different questions and debates and answers. You have it in Gemara in a few places, in Medrash. One of the places, the Medrash says that he asked Rabbi Akiva, um, if Hashem gave the Jewish people the mitzvah of Shabbos, and obviously he observes Shabbos because Shabbos is to commemorate Hashem's behavior, Kivoy Shavas, as we say in Kiddush, as we say in Davening, Shabbos morning. So how is it that all of the malachas that you're not allowed to do on Shabbos, he does himself. And he gave an example. It rains on Shabbos, which is basically watering plants, which a Jew is not allowed to do. It's promoting growth. So he carries on Shabbos, things fly out. <laughs> he brings a wind and things fly out from a private domain into a public domain, or the opposite. Things get carried in a public domain for Amos. He uproots, if there's a hurricane or something, or a strong wind, he uproots branches or uproots plants or uproots trees or the leaves, detaches. Fires happen, (laughs) fires fires get extinguished. He went through uh, different halachas, different malachas of Shabbos. How does he do it? Where's the Shavas? So Bakiva answered him, and he said, is a Jew allowed to carry in his own house, in his own, in his own yard, in his own private place? So he said, of course. He said, why? He said, the man was educated. He said, it's not a Rishus HaYachet, it's a Rishus HaYachet. So the Bakiva said, The whole world is his private house. Oh, very good. Good, good. Flex good. That's the Medrash, the Bakiva's answer. L'chaid, at first glance, it answers only one detail. There's no caring, I understand. If everything is my house and I'm the owner and it's, uh, you're living, even if you're living in my house, it's fine. I'm allowed to have a hundred guests. There's still a lot to carry in my house. It's, it's a, it's a <laughs> Even a courtyard, a chotzer, that's shared by, uh, apartment building or this. So, it's not a problem. You could carry there because it's a Rishusayachit. It has four walls. There's something called the Ruvi Chatzairis, that the Chachamim or Masakin, that since it's a semi, it looks like a public domain, because a lot of people use it, they have to make an area of Chatzairis, meaning put food in one house, as though they're all tenants of one house, and it's it's really one house courtyard. But if I have a courtyard myself, I have my own Shetach, even if uh, 500 people come to live by me, even if I have place, it's fine, it's not a problem. You're my guests. So Rishosayach, uh, no, he's saying that nature, yeah, when the, a piece of paper, I don't know, a leaf, uh, whatever it is. That was his, uh, so Bakiva answered very nicely. It's one big, it's one bigger Shosayachid. He has a lot of guests. He has seven billion guests. Seven billion human guests. There are many other guests he has. There's mammals and there's birds and the fish. Very nice. So you answered one malacha. But what about everything else? You know, I'm not going to make a fire in my own house. <laughs> I can't say, so Shusayachit, I'm going to light a fire. It's a Shusayachit, so I'm going to, uh, I'm going to plant. I'm not, you're not allowed to plant in your courtyard on Shabbos. So Shusayachit has nothing to do with plant. So the Chorid, the Medrash is very strange to understand. That man asked a good question. Rabbi Kiva answered it. Mm-hmm. Another interesting thing you see in Shabbos is, I mentioned yesterday that, uh, the Mishnah in Shabbos in Perik Zion mentions 39 malachas that are forbidden. It's called Avas Malachas Arboyim Chaser Achas. 
40 missing one. It starts off with planting and plowing. It really should have been plowing and planting, but the Gemara says in Eretz Yisrael, they, pl- they plowed a second time. So it starts off with planting and plowing, and then it goes through harvesting and making sheaves and threshing and winnowing, right, and selecting and grinding and again sifting and kneading, all the way down, baking, that's Sidur the pass, and then it goes through all the malachas. The last one, 39, is Hamaitzi Mirushus Lirushus. You're not allowed to take out from a public domain to a private domain or the opposite. That's the 39th malach. When you open up Mesech the Shabbos, that's the theme of the first Perik. The first opening chapter is Yitzhiya Sashabbos. Shtayim Shenarba Bifnem, Shtayim Shenarba Bechutz Ketzad, Ha'ani Yomid Bechutzab Alabayas Bifnem. The whole, the first Perik of Mesech the Shabbos deals with the halachas of what's called Haitzah Nachnasa. The opening Mishnah, and it continues throughout the Gemara and right in the Mishnah. Layetziyadam, uh, with, with, uh, a chayat, a, 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 a tailor shouldn't go out with his needle, a cipher shouldn't go out with his lavler, with his quill. But the first, the first chapter deals with, so Toysvis asks a question. It's the 39th labor. Why do you start the Masechta with that? There's so much more to talk about. Why are you jumping the first chapter to number 39? So Toysvis answers famously, which I mentioned, that Hitzah Malach Agruyahi, meaning, Carrying is the most counterintuitive malacha because you're not creating anything. All the other malachas, you're making a shift, you're making a change. Something will be transformed, whether it's baking or cooking or lighting a fire or writing words on a piece of paper or erasing words or building, building a home. You're making a change, a change, planting, plowing. Something is being transformed in the physical, material world which is similar to the Malacha of Hashem, who was involved in creation. Malacha doesn't mean hard work. Malacha means creative work. There's a big difference. There's hard work. Schlepping a couch for five hours is hard work, if it's a heavy couch. You're allowed to do that on Shabbos. If I have guests, I need to schlep couches and benches. I'm allowed to do it. People do it all the time. That's not the issue. The issue is not hard work. The issue is creative work, to create that's a very important distinction. You could say you're making a change in the object, but not really. You're just changing the place of it, the location of it, from inside outside. So Taisva says it's malacha gruya. It's an inferior malacha. So that's why you start with it. Not to give, like, it needs extra chizuk. It needs extra, you know, strength. So you start with it. <laughs> that, that's, that's how people shot. The Balatanya explains something in, in Torah, look at the Torah, and here he's made amas to it, that uh, there's also a deeper component. The deeper component is that all the malachas of Shabbos essentially are represented by Haitzah Mirishus Lirishus. All the malachas of Shabbos, whatever you're doing, essentially are a manifestation. They're just another example of taking out from the private domain to the public domain. Avada, the malachas have different genres and different types and different details. But if you go back to their core, all the malachas are a form of Yitzhiyah Shabbos. In other words, when the Mesech Shabbos starts off, if you're not allowed to transport from a private to public or public to private, it's not just he started over the 39th. It's because that malacha encapsulates, it embodies all the other malachas of Shabbos. Even though in the cheshman of the 39, it's one, because there's many other malachas. But the nekudah of all the malachas is, you'd see us a Shabbos. That's why Rebbe Akiva answered that one question about Rosh Hashayachid. And automatically, it answered all the others. What's the pshat in this? How could you say this? In other words, obviously it's one malacha from 39. But if you go to a deeper layer, it's really the nekud of all of them. And the explanation in this is, and this is the last shtickle in this mimer before the beer, before the explanation, that the world was created in a way that there is a distinction between Rishus HaYachad and Rishus HaRabbim. There are two separate domains. The world looks like a Rishus HaRabim. 
That's how it was created. <laughs> Let's make a man. So the Chazal say in the Medrash, and Rashi quotes it, Nasa Adam, let's make man. Who's let's? Esa Adam, I'm going to make man. Nasa is, there's a whole committee. So the Medrash says, Moshe turned to Hashem and said, you're allowing heresy. Anyone who reads this is going to say, there's many gods who are making man, or there's some people who exist before. Nasa Adam. Therefore, Moshe tells Hashem, let's change the text. <laughs> you got to change the text. You don't say, we're going to make. Who's we? There's no we, there's me. There's you. So the Medrash says, Hashem told Moshe, Ksoiv, v'chol salitois, <laughs> You write, whoever wants to make an error will make an error. <laughs> Moshe is saying, let's make the text. It should be accurate. He says, no, Ksoiv. In other words, inherent to the fabric of creation is that you can look at the world and see NASA, which means plurality. Plurality means there's many different forces, many different people, many distinct things. The world is a Rishusar, it allows itself to be experienced as a Rishusarab. Rishusarab, we spoke yesterday, is not just many people. It's many worlds in every person. It's even within a person himself, there's a Rishus HaRabim. is the world of ultimate multiplicity, ultimate division, ultimate fragmentation. You're in your universe, I'm in my universe. The only thing that connects us is if somehow you can help, I find in you a help for me, or you find in me help for you. You need an investor in your business, or I'm giving you a company, or you're getting something from me. Will form a friendship. But essentially, the world is a selfish place. I'm in my universe, you're in your universe. So, there's many people that belong, they all belong, and they're not connected. It's not part of one, of one reality, one dimension, one balabayas. It's not that way. That's the definition of Rishusarabim, a pialocha. It's makim that the whole Rabbim have a Rishus to go there. I don't need your permission, you don't need my permission. It's open to everybody individually on their own. And when a person walks in, I'm in my world, you're in your world. And I think I'm the center of the universe. You think you're the center of the universe and another million people or 600,000 people think the same way. So the Shusarab, the world was created in a way that it lends itself to that perception. It's not a mistake uh, that's uh, some delusion. That's, that's what it looks like. It's ultimately a mistake, but it's not a intuitively it's 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 an intuitive feeling that's what we feel the achdos is concealed and that's why it's called the world Oilam, the gemara says in the world is also the same etymology of the word for world is the etymology for the world word of concealment Oilam helam zeshmi la'olam the gemara says la'olam is halemoy conceal it now a name captures the essence of it. This world, its name is concealment. <laughs> you understand? That means concealment is not an extra uh, property. It is the very definition of Oilam. It's the name Oilam. The name Oilam is Helam. Concealment. And the point in this is, is not to uh, put a person into despair. On the contrary. To a not, not, not to get in the spoil from it, to understand that this is how it is. It's, it's as natural as it, it's as natural as it can get. There's a natural concealment, not because the person is bad or the world is bad. This is woven into the fabric of creation. Ksoiv, write Nasa, Moshe says no. But if you would not write Nasa, remember the Torah is the blueprint of the world. So if you want the world to be that way, you have to have it in the Torah. That's why you have to write Nasa. Because if he wouldn't write NASA, and the Torah would have been different, you know, the, 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 the building follows the blueprint. In order to create that perception in the world, it has to come from Torah. That also comes from Torah. <laughs> That's also an onion in Torah, the helm of the world. It's not stam, uh, a mistake, a random error. NASA in Hebrew, S says, I will do, NASA says, we will do. So Moshe says, what is God saying we will do? There's more than one creator? That's the problem. So that's why he wanted to change it. 
That's what I'm saying. Because part of creation is that kol haroitzalitas yavayvita. That is this the perception of error. You understand? Giving the allowance, huh? Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, without that, the whole kavon of Bria Sa'ilamus would not be fulfilled. The English would, would NASA space organization has that similar philosophy. It's all about the plurality of worlds out there. It's a different... Uh... Yes, yeah, so there's a difference between diversity and plurality. There's a big difference between the two. There's a word, I think, from the Yismach Moshe, I once saw... One of the, the, one of the Svartim says, Nasa, maybe even earlier, Nasa is, Hashem is talking to every person, every father and every mother. And he says, Nasa Adam, kum lame machen amensh tazamen. In other words, all the other animals, they basically become very shortly after their birth. They're already, you know, up and kicking <laughs> and pretty much independent. I mean, they, some of them need training for a couple of years. You hang around mommy and so forth. With people, you know, it takes a lot, a lot, a lot of years. <laughs> and even then, it's not so posh how independent we are. So, Vayomir Elikim, Hashem tells to every father and every mother, Nasa Adam, Lamemachin on Adam. Because it doesn't happen on its own. The Klayoker explains at length, you know, it needs, you need a lot of development and work through your middas and work through your stuff. Nasa Adam, I need your partnership to make an Adam. But that's what the Medrash says. So that's the void. The title is the blueprint of creation. So therefore, if in the blueprint you have the source of it, so ultimately in the structure and the creation comes out the, the perception of endless fragmentation. Which is the source of polytheism. What was polytheism versus monotheism, right? Polytheism is the idea that there are many gods. But what's the idea that there are many gods? The idea is, I mean, today, uh, you don't have a lot of polytheists around. Even though I got an email from somebody a while ago that he's a pagan. He explained to me that he's a pagan. <laughs> but it's not so common. Huh? No, no. A Jew. He's a Jew. He decided he's a pagan. Yeah, I mean, for both. Uh, so what, but what's the idea of polytheism? Polytheism, not just there's many gods. So the wind is a god, and the sun is a god, and the moon is a god, and the frogs are a god, and cows are a god. But it's the idea of fragmentation. It's the idea that every mitzvah is separate. The truth is, all of science is already based on a nekudah of achdus which is why many like to say that Avram Avinu was really the first scientist, because science is based on laws of nature. If there's, not, if there's no laws of nature, there's nothing to discover. We're always looking, what are the laws of nature? And somehow everyone is busy governing their lives by those laws. Why? Why should a rock feel <laughs> obliged by the laws of gravity? But somehow it is. Everyone is like it's part of a... Science is based, there's a symphony, there's laws of nature, there's a system. And we're trying to figure out the system. The system means that there's a unifying reality, that everyone is part of a system. Where does that come from? Why should we, why should you and I be part of the same system? So you say, eh, that's how it is. Well, that's how it is. How is it that way? We're just fragmented. So the more the more the more you the more you go into it, the more you're coming from a place of rabbim to a place of achdos, from a place of many to a place of one. So Avram Avinu was megalav ayikr shem b'shem Hashem keloylam that there's a nekud of achdos, that the world is a rishus hayachet. Which mitzvah brings out this point more than any other mitzvah? This is Shabbos. Shabbos, like the Sefer Achinuch says. The author of Sefer Achinuch in his list, in his encyclopedia of the 630 mitzvahs, says what Shabbos is, Shabbos is the essential declaration of the Jewish people of what we call Chidush HaOlam. Chidush HaOlam means that the world was created, the world was renewed, that there's a oneness to the universe. In other words, that what looks like a Rishus HaRabim is really a Rishus HaYachet. That there's a oneness. It has one creator, one source, 
we all come from one one womb, and even though we look different and we are different and we're supposed to be different, there's a oneness that pervades throughout humanity, and not only humanity, by extension, all of the all of the planet, and by extension, all of the universe, all of the cosmos. Like I said, the Balatanya says, it's the nation that reveals echad in the, in the earth. In the heaven, it's not a chiddush to reveal echad. There's no rishus arabim there. On earth, there's a rishus arabim, eretz, you reveal echad, goy echad baritz. And all of Avaidis Hashem essentially is, we speak about yom shekulay shabbos and menuchalachayayalama. What's the connection of Mashiach to Shabbos? Yom shekulay shabbos. It's the day when the Yachid, the Achdus, Hashem Echad, will be revealed in the whole world. The Pesach says in Yeshaya, the Aftar of Achor Shal Pesach, the Rambam finishes his whole Yad with this Pesach, that the land, the earth, will be filled with God, divine awareness, like water covers the sea. What's Kamayim Le'am Echasim? When you come to the ocean or to the sea, all you see is water. You know that under the water there's a whole world. The Gemara says, in Chulim, kol Under the ocean is a ganze Welt. But when I come to the ocean, I come to the beach, I come to the sea, what do I see? I see water. There's one water we call water bed that unites everything. They're all under the water. They're all in the Zalba Mikveh. <laughs> Even though it's a pretty uh, competitive world <laughs> under there. It's not... Uh, it's not so posh. But what I see, all I see is Mayim. If I don't know anything else, I say, oh, there's only water. Maybe I'll see once in a while a fish, or if I'm lucky, a whale. Depends where you go. But there's something, oneness as I come out. When you look at the land, Eretz, you don't see that. I don't see oneness. You are you, and I am I. <laughs> and now let's get into an argument. It needs a much deeper hisbainness to be able to see the Echad. There's the state of Yam and there's the state of Eretz, Yabasha. That's the difference. The first day everything was water, Mayim b'mayim. That's the Yom Echad. What happened day two? Hashem said, Vihira kiya mavdal ben mayim l'mayim. The first day of creation, right? It says, The first day was all water. The second day, Hashem creates a separation. There's higher water and there's lower water. And then the third day, he wants the water to retreat to different places, and the dry land should emerge. In other words, there is now the division of Yam, and there's the division of Yabasha. That means two perceptions, two states of consciousness. So when you have Yom Echad, Yom Echad, it says, why is it called Yom Echad, not Yom Rishon? So the Medrash says, Rashi quotes, it was a state of Yachid. The Chiddush is Goy Echad Ba'aretz, that in Eretz to be Megala the Echad. So the mitzvah of Shabbos is that mitzvah. The mitzvah of Shabbos is that the world has a source, the world has a creator, and the creator rested. That's Pashat Al Pipshat, what Shabbos is, Kivoy Shavas, Oisi Beiniu Beinechem, Oisi Beiniu Beinechem, I'm sorry, Beiniu Beinechem, Oisi Lo'olam, Kishesh Yisham Masa, Shem Avayim Ashri Shavas Vayinafash. So we also rest from creating on Shabbos. We rest from creating on Shabbos and we tune in to the fact that the Creator rested. In other words, that creation was an act, it had a purpose, it had its limits, and we're all part of that story. On, uh, yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll get to on a, on a deeper level, on a deeper level, by extension of this, in the Lashen of, of Pnimi Yisatayr, of Kabbalah, of Chsidus, and this Maimon, many other places. You'll have it in Tzfasemis in a lot of places. It's that on Shabbos, you have the Bittul Hayesh El Ha'ayin. Or in the language of this Maimon, the Chibur of Eitz Hadas and Eitz Ha'ayin. Which means... The world, the way we see it, is a yesh. What's pshat a yesh? A yesh doesn't only mean something. But I'm talking about a yesh that's nifrit, that's separate. And the example would be when you uproot something from its earth, you detach it from its source of vitality. The function of Shabbos is to reveal the Rishus Hayochid, to reveal that everything is connected to the source. 
not only it's connected to its source, that's its entire life, that's its entire vitality. And therefore there's a oneness in the universe, because it's one source. Even though the source is manifested in diversity, which is what allows for the Shusharab. But you don't have Shabbos a whole week, because a whole week we're supposed to live in a Shusharab. Or to put it differently, the Lamatas Malachas of Shabbos, the Gemara says, we learn out from the Mishkan. They couldn't say, we're not building a Mishkan, we don't want to do Malacha. During the week, you have to build a Mishkan. That's the Avaidah of the week. On Shabbos, you're not going to build a Mishkan. The Malachas during the week are desirable. The man, they collected every day, and if they wanted to cook it, they cooked it. They cooked, they did every all the Malachas. You're supposed to plant. <laughs> Not everybody holds by that mitzvah, maybe, but uh, <laughs> that's what it says in Mechilta. There is the value of Malacha, obviously. So what happens here is, on Shabbos, is a special day. During the days of the week, I work. We do the Blamatas Malachas. And it's not just like a compromise. That's how you build a Mishkan. Forget, from the Mishkan, you learn out what you're not allowed to do on Shabbos, because Shabbos and the Mishkan are juxtaposed in Parshas Vayakil and Parshas Kisisa. And that's why the Gemara learns out of Masech to Shabbos, that whatever you did to build a Mishkan, you're not allowed to do on Shabbos, because the Torah says, don't work on Shabbos, build a Mishkan. Or build a Mishkan, don't work on Shabbos. What means, don't do what you're doing when you're building a Mishkan. So they went through all the malachas that were the part of the construction of the Mishkan. Like, like harvesting, like lighting a fire, like writing, like erasing. For example, they wrote on the krushim, they had to write on the beams. Every, every, the Gemara explains every malacha where it was in the Mishkan. And that you're not allowed to do on Shabbos. So there's the avoid of building the Mishkan during the six days of the week. There's the avoid of Shabbos. What's the difference? During the six days of the week, they, I work in a Rishusarabim. During Shabbos, the Rishus HaYachid and Rishus HaRabim become synthesized. One. During the week, there's the yeshus of the world, this, the appearance of separateness that one has to work with. Or in the Lashon of the Maimer, the Eitz Hadas. What's Eitz Hadas? Eitz Hadas is Toiv, Vira. It's a mixture, and you have to always clarify and select, which was also the source of the original death. Shabbos is ascending from the Eitz to the Eitz the tree of life. We explained yesterday at length, and this is fundamental. If you didn't hear yesterday's shir, it's Kedai to hear. I don't mean to hear, but to internalize. Not just to hear what I'm saying, but that you should hear it. Right? You can say things, but you don't hear it. You have to hear what you're saying, meaning you're saying it, but to really hear it. And that is, that the yesh, separate from the ayin, doesn't make the yesh bigger. It kills it. When you detach yourself from the source of electricity, you're not promoting your ego. The ego doesn't promote you. From, uh, from, from infinity, you become tiny, you become small. And you become something that doesn't really live. Like the leaf that becomes detached from the tree. It's a tree of life, but one thing you have to hold on to it. The, the appearance of freedom that comes from detachment is not freedom at all. It's basically from being part of a magnificent organism that lives. I become lonely, isolated. It seems free for a few minutes until I end up in the sewer. I'm talking about the leaf. <laughs> huh? Same thing by a person, yeah. The sewer just has different forms. So separating the yesh from the source, it's not like, oh, you're getting separated, you're emancipated, you're liberated, free at last, free at last. You, you took me out in the base of Adam. <laughs> if it's taka base of Adam, then you want to leave. That's why you have to know if it's an Eitz Chayim or, or not Eitz Chayim. Why? Because it basically, it's like the refrigerator saying, I'm not part of the electricity, I got my own show going. And, and it unplugs itself. So what do you do? You just killed it. 
That's what it means to live with alignment. Alignment means you're not trying to attach yourself to fake things. You're trying to attach yourself to you, to yourself, so that the you is fully you. And not just a diminished, primitive... Uh, um, condensed and really very small you, which doesn't even have a real source of vitality. And that's what we explained at length with the Nachash and the Eitz and the Chava and Adam. But all week, I work in the Eitz I work in that consciousness. I can't make believe there was no Eitz There was an Eitz What happens Friday night, Shabbos of the Leila, is the Aliyah, as he says, from Eitz Hadas to When a person works through the week, comes Shabbos, there's a certain serenity on Shabbos. On Shabbos, the world becomes more aligned. Aliyah Sa'ilamis, as we explained, what fed Aliyah Sa'ilamis from a place of Maisa, from a state of Dibur. It's elevated to a state of Machshava. It's the same universe. But a universe in which the energy of oneness can be more recognized, can be more felt. And all of, and this is the real reality of Shabbos. And when a Jew behaves in a way that's contrary to this, it violates, it desecrates, it compromises not only himself, but the whole world. And the source of the world, the creator of the world. So what does this mean then? It means that all the malachas of Shabbos, whatever you're doing on Shabbos, essentially to work on Shabbos is a denial of the Rishus, is taking something out from Rishus HaYachet to Rishus Any malacha I'm doing, any malach I'm doing on Shabbos, which denies the oneness of the universe, which denies the Creator, which denies Chidosh whatever, whether it's lighting a fire. What am I essentially doing? I'm taking out the universe from Rishus HaYachid and putting it into, I'm taking out me or whatever I'm doing from a state of Rishus HaYachid and putting it into Rishus HaRabbim. So Rebbe Kiva now was telling this person, this is all shayach when a person is living in a duality. Since the whole world is Rishus HaYachid. So therefore, when Hashem does these things, it's not a malacha of Shabbos. What's Rebbe Kiva saying? What makes it a malacha on Shabbos is that you could take something out from Rishus HaYachid to Rishus HaRabim. But from the divine perspective, that Nasa never took root. From the divine perspective, the world is one. So it's not just the carrying, whether it's the planting and everything else, it's all oneness. If you want to go one step deeper, it's not just symbolic, it's really in every malacha. And that's the story of the Mekoshish. The Gemara gives the three examples. He was carrying in Shusar he uprooted Toilish, or he was Ma'amer. What's the toichen of all of them? The toichen of all of them is he was comparing the Eitz Sadas to the Eitz Sachaim, wanting to know which is greater. On the weekdays, that wouldn't be a problem. The problem was it was B'yayim HaShabbos. What's the common denominator of all of them? When you oiker dover migidule, when you uproot something from the source, basically what is it? You're being mafred. You're separating something from its source of life. In other words, you're killing it. During the weekday, you're supposed to do it. You're supposed to kill it. <laughs> I can't make bread if I don't kill the grain. I mean, I'm, I'm killing it in one way. I, 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 it's a different type of killing, obviously. I can't eat the apple if I don't cut it. I can't use the estrogen on sukkahs if I don't harvest the estrogen. I have to harvest the estrogen. But on Shabbos, it's a violation of what happens on Shabbos. It's betraying the reality of the world on Shabbos. Shabbos, you can't be Oikadavar Megidule. Shabbos is the world in which the Yesh needs to be bottled to the Ayin. In which there's complete alignment. Maver Arba Ames Birshus Harabim. What's that? It's that things are moving around within a consciousness of Rishus Harabim. Or taking out from Rishus Hayachet to Rishus Harabim. Or conversely. Again, that's a violation of Shabbos. What about making piles? L'chayda <laughs> making piles works perfectly. It's the best thing to do on Shabbos. Ma'amer. <laughs> and you can ask the same question about toifer, sewing. 
Everybody should be sewing on Shabbos. Make achdos. <laughs> and the same thing, kneading. What's kneading? You take particles of flour, you pour water, and you make a dough. Everybody should be kneading on Shabbos. Beautiful. I understand plowing. I understand harvesting. I understand threshing. There you're doing, you're separating. But these malachas, where you're bringing together. But of course, what does it mean bringing together? It's an external unity because there's no essential unity. For example, sewing. I sew a button onto my jacket because I need a button. I want to close my jacket. Close my coat, whatever it is. Yeah. Imagine a husband and a wife are having shalom bias problems. So the therapist says, I have an idea. Why don't we sew your two coats together? We'll sew your two coats together. And wherever you go, he has to go. So you'll always know where your husband is. You're complaining, you don't know where he is. He doesn't help in the kitchen. We'll sew you together, the coats together. So if you're in the kitchen, or whatever, the the garments. So if you're in the kitchen, I'll have to be there. Yeah, It's it's a joke. Why is it a joke? Because that's not what creates unity. (laughs) For two physical, lifeless objects, you have to sew them together. You, there's different type of unity. You're looking for an inner unity. We have to identify with each other. We could, <laughs> you have Siamese twins. Adam and Chava were Siamese twins. But then they were separated. Why were they separated? So Darizo says, because if they weren't separated, they could never look at each other. Siamese twins, it's called Acher Ba'acher, back to back. To look Panam upon you need a separation. But when you separate them, they can also go two separate ways. So that's the paradox. If you keep them together as Siamese twins, they're always together, but they never see each other. The separation is what allows, allows Panam Panam to look at each other. A forced unity is very nice superficially, but the moment there's separation, they go opposite ways. There's a separation that brings unity because we choose it. I identify with you. In other words, I could see your face, you could see my face. A lot of situations, you force somebody to be somewhere, but they never see it. It's all back to back. We never see each other face to face. We're not really one. We're forced to be one. In order to create oneness, you have to create separation. A separation that comes from inner identification. An attachment that comes realizing that this is who I am. Anything on Shabbos that creates superficial unity testifies that there's no organic unity. On Shabbos, there's organic unity. Don't take the particles of flour and mix water into it so it becomes one shtickle. On Shabbos, you have to recognize that the two distinct particles of flour are one. Not because I mixed them together through water, I forced them in the same pot. <laughs> We're going to make pizza. Because it's an achtos that comes with the shayrish hapnimi of who you really are. That's a different type of achtos. But isn't the Torah given us Isn't it giving us alternatives to Tzad and saying that I understand from God's perspective that they call him a Muslim, but at the same time, if the Torah is a blueprint, here we're getting a different signal. We're getting a signal that there is Tzad, right? That there is uprooting, and that there is also Bhagwan. So it seems to me that that's, a, that's, not, that's not as clear a proof as Nasa for us. In other words, if someone wants to be the, deceive himself into the non-organic unity on Shabbos, he can. But the festival itself doesn't seem to lend itself to that proof that it's all by itself. Maybe I'm missing something. No, the Pesach says Mekoshish. So the Gemara in Shabbos, Tadigvav, asks what it is. So it gives three interpretations. So we're trying to explain now. And then the Zoyar gives its own interpretation that he's comparing trees, which is like, okay, he's comparing trees. What does that got to do with anything? So you have to graduate from one tree. From yeah. So what I'm asking you is if the Torah itself is it is a blueprint, it would have just given you the example of what's up. The Lord is going to say to explain it, but not, let us make man as a clear proof. This is also proving, I think, in a different way, the octus in the world, the, the Tarnas Ruth's example, uh, is answered by saying from God's perspective, and I think that's, is that Soviet Kalalman? Yeah, yeah. Mitzad Memala Kalalman, there's room for mistake, because everything has its own identity, and godliness is concealed in it. That's what gives the I-I. That's why the first Ahava concedes, right? Because 
I can lose that connection, but Tzad Soiviv, no. So I, would, I shouldn't be misled into thinking when I see that there's different interpretations of what the Nefreshis is doing. Right. Right. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. You say you're supposed to bring Shabbos into the weekdays, right? Always. I think there's a word from the Toldos Yaakov Yosef. The Gemara says, Asei Shabbat Chachoyl. It's a beautiful word. The Gemara says, Make your Shabbos Chol, which means eat simple food like a regular day, better than needing other people. So you shouldn't need other people, you know, to uh, to support you. So, so he says, Asei Shabbat If your Shabbos will come into the Chol, you won't need anybody. <laughs> Asay Shabbat Chachol. Your Shabbos should make your your Shabbos into Chol. In other words, transform the Chol into Shabbos. Al Tzarech Lebris. Of course, the purpose of Shabbos is always Mineim is Barchem Kulayoyim. And the Gemara says in Pesachim that till Tuesday is Basar Shabbat, and from Wednesday is is Kamer Shabbat. Right. The point of Shabbos is the Gezoyer says from it gets blessed all the days. You have before Shabbos. You have after Shabbos. Shabbos is the epicenter. But there's still the difference between Sunday and Shabbos. And it's not a difference by mistake. It's, it's a difference. It's an inherent difference. It's interesting. On Wednesday, in the Shir Shalyoim, we say, Lechun Aranana. Oh, oh, oh. I'm going to get to that in one moment. One moment. The difference between uh, superficial unity and organic unity, you could see very much in families. Sometimes a couple will tell you, a chassan kala will tell you, as I've heard from many, we're mamish the same. He could finish my sentences, she can finish my sentences, he can finish my sentences. We're mamish the same. Right? And you say quietly, Amen Kenya Hiratsan, may it always be that way. But as we know, most people are not mamish the same. <laughs> and as you get older and you get more mature and, you know, Life kicks in, as they say. <laughs> but she finishes the sentence. <laughs> <Tosses>, yeah. <laughs> yeah. What happens? You realize we're not mamish the same. We're different. I always tell you this, but Marshall about the two windows, right? You drive marriage is a car, and one is in one seat, other one in another seat, and the windows have different views. <laughs> And from today till tomorrow, you could say, but look, look, this is the view. You're right, from your window. My window has a different view, I'm sorry. That's not a mistake and it's not a tragedy. But this is the difference if you have organic unity or not organic unity. When I need, what am I doing? I'm taking the flower, I'm saying, we're all becoming one. Come in, that's it, the one. And you talk to become one though. I sew together, the button is not part of my jacket. Ma'amer, I take separate things, we make a pile, you bundle it, that's it. It's beautiful, we do it, but it's called superficial unity. To take a husband and wife, say, oh, you have issues? Okay, we're going to put you together in the same room. We'll make a pile. That's the problem. (laughs) They were together in the same room. That's not the issue. You have to be able to have a pnimiyizdika unity. I have to learn that your differences are not something that are betraying me, and my differences are not betraying you. In other words, difference is not the problem. The issue is of distrust. Difference is a mile, it's not a chesaron. The world has diversity. The Maral writes, why did Hashem make that you get married to a stranger, not to your sibling? Kayan married his sister, Hevel married his sister. There was nobody else. But today it's Arias. It's, it's, it's forbidden. Maral says, doesn't it make sense? So we know genetically there are a lot of issues, but Maral is saying, how good for Shaila? With, it makes sense. Your sibling you grew up with, what do you have to bring the Mishagasin from your family into another family? Keep it in your family. You grew up to the same parents. You all have the same traumas, the same insecurities, the same, you know each other already. You don't have to date. You don't need Shatchanim, Mishmatchanim. You're ready. I'm a Chaya. The Chasin will be cheap. You do it in your dining room. You don't have to invite guests from others. You have to deal with shvez, mitshvigas, mechotanam, altazal, b'maisa. That's what the maral asks. Huh? The food, yeah, if it, even if it's not good, it's mom's food. Who cares? It's what she learned from the mother. So obviously we look at it as strange. You don't marry your sister. You're not allowed to. 
Because we don't, because God doesn't want it. We understand. So the Maral says, because the purpose of marriage is to reveal ultimately the achtos of all of humanity. The idea is I marry somebody who's not me, different family, sometimes different culture, different background, and we, we become one. And that's, he says, it's a hachana for the ultimate achdus of the whole world. Now, it's a beautiful idea. Because really, there is one, there is oneness. Rashi says in Parshas Vashchanu, we say it every day, a few times a day. Shema Yisrael Hashem Alekeinu Hashem Echad. What's Pshat? So Rashi says, Pshat. Shema Yisrael. Hashem Alekeinu. One day will be Hashem Echad. In other words, the God that we call ours. <laughs> Inzira, right? It's ours. Hashem Alekeinu, it's ours. One day, it's not going to be Alekeinu. It'll be Alekeinu, but it'll be Echot. That's what Rashi says in Parshat. Pshat, Shema Yisrael. It's not a Pshat, Pshatl. Rashi says, Shema Yisrael is basically defining the wholesome world of Mashiach. Hashem Alekeinu is really one day going to be Hashem Echot. Now, if it's going to be one day, it's because it's now. So what's organic unity? Organic unity means we're essentially connected. We don't have to be the same. If you're not connected, you have to be the same. <laughs> if you're connected, you don't have to be the same. This is something that people don't understand often. If we're really not connected, then we have to be the same. We have to look the same because we're not connected. We have to like impose the oneness, the sameness. If you're really connected, no. If I care, then you are you and I and I because we're really connected. So you don't have to be I. I don't have to be you. The Kotsky Rebbe's voice, I'm not going to do again. You know the presentation. Right? So Shabbos is an inherent connection. It's a connection because of the Bitla Yeshla Ayin. So all superficial connections are basically saying, oh, we're not really connected. Let's bring in some water. Let's bring a needle and a thread. Now, we don't have anything against sewing. We sew. We don't have anything against kneading. You have to knead if you want a challah. But there's Shabbos. There's an akud of Shabbos. A whole world, a whole week, you have to knead. The world is not connected. There's an It's not a mistake. It's also part of God's plan. That's the world I work in. I build a mishkan. You're building a mishkan. But on Shabbos, there's a silence. On Shabbos, the world is elevated to a place of machshavah, to a place of pinimius. There's no inner and outer anymore. Mm-hmm. On a whole day, I have to take from Rishus HaYachet or Rishus I go to my car, I have to take my keys from the house outside. I have to take my briefcase. I have to take out. If not, you can't do what you have to do. On Shabbos, you can't even bring in from Rishus HaRabim to Rishus HaYachet. Same Nikudah, why not? On Shabbos, we should carry from Rishus HaRabim to Rishus HaYachet. It's the same problem. And this is a real thing on Shabbos. And it's mayor in Nishmas Yisrael. The Kedusha Shabbos is mayor in Nishmas Yisrael, even in the simplest Jew. So wouldn't you think that on Shabbos, because you're so connected and so, and so close to Hashem, I, I can put it together, I don't care. Let me, put the, let me, let, let me make the bundles. I'm already one. I'm, a, I'm, I'm whole and with Hashem. Yeah, it's, it's like, what would you say to a couple who, like, in a, in a great moment of oneness, it's like, okay, now let's sew each other. <laughs> let's bring a needle in. <laughs> so you it's not a problem to do that. During the week, when there is no closeness, when, there, when there's a break, then, then, then you, you do want to stay. So you have both sides. You have toichen on Shabbos. Toichen is, you take something and you grind it into the little pieces, which is separation. <laughs> And you have lost, kneading, which is the opposite. You have everything. You have toifer, you have koireya, you have boina, you have soiser. What's boina? You take bricks and you bring them together to make a house. What's soiser? You demolish. You have koisev. What's koisev? You take ink, you bring letters. It's a koisev shteyosis, right? You bring two letters or words, whatever you're writing, or you're erasing. You're connecting to the paper, you're detaching it from the paper. You're connecting the letters together, you're not. You have constantly both sides. So that's what Abakiva is saying, that all this is someone who lives in a duality of Rishus Ayach and Rishus Arabim. But since Kolaylam Shalayhu, it's not only about caring. So all the Malachas of Shabbos don't have that significance of being sep- separating from the Achtos. Because it's coming from the creator of the world where there's Lachatchila no distinction between Rishus Ayach and Rishus Arabim. 
So now we come to the final point. In Shabbos itself, there's a few stages. This Friday night, this Shabbos day, and there's what's called Sudah Shlish, is the time of Mincha. In Zoya, it's called Shabbos of the Leila, Friday night, Shabbos of the Yoyma, Shabbos day, morning. And then there's what's called Shalashudas, Raiva the Chal Raivin, Mincha Shabbos, the time of Mincha of Shabbos, and so forth. Rebecca, have you asked before about Friday night? What did you say? Friday night, you were saying before about what we turn around at 6. Ah, yeah, yeah. It's interesting that Arizal brought Kabbalah Shabbos into the Jewish world, right? You're familiar. Kabbalah Shabbos is not mentioned in earlier sources. Yudavan might have, like every, uh, every might have. I think there's still a few yeshivas where they don't have Kabbalah Shabbos. But that... Yeah, some do that, yeah. Darizal brought in was in Tzvas, and he was massacring the whole Kabbalah Shabbos, and it's a pella how it uh, really became entrenched uh, among the Jewish people, because it was really a new thing. It was the Kayach of Darizal, the Kayach of Darizal is authority. So Darizal is massacring, as you know, before Lechadayi you say six Mizmoyrim, right, Lechuna Ranana, and then Shiru, and Hashemalach, a Mizmer Shirin HaShemalach, a Mizmer Ladovit, it's six chapters of Tehillim. Why six? Each one corresponds to one day of the week. There's the Sunday all the way through Friday. Then there's L'chadoidi Likras Kala, it's Friday. It's time to be Mechabal the Kala. And then you have number seven, Mizmer Shir L'yoyim HaShabbos, which is number seven. And then you have Kegavna from the Zoyar, or Bamemad Likin, Nusach Ashkenaz, and then the regular Mayrev. Baruch Hu Mayrev, of course, uh, with Ma'ashmanesra. What's the Havana in this? Friday night, we also know practically a person who worked the whole week. The energy of Friday night is one where you're like, you know, uh, somebody played basketball for a couple of hours and then they're exhausted and you sit down on the couch and you just, mechap the autumn, right? You catch your breath. You take water and you catch your breath. Friday night, the energy is a whole week, a whole week. You're like, <sighs> it's like you, 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 uh, you were exhaling, you were blowing and blowing, and now you take time to, to come back to yourself. To bring, to reclaim your koichas, to reclaim your projections. In, in, in more spiritual language, what is that? It's the aliyah of Eitz Adas to Eitz Achayim. As he says, what's Shapsa de Leila? It's the aliyah sabirudim, shinis baradu bechol sheishisime hamaisa. Vubchinis birud Eitz Adas, toivirash, nifra da toiv mearava, oila lamaila, umeschaber be Eitz so Friday night is the summation of the week. That's Friday night, Menucha. Shabbos day is already a higher level of Shabbos. The Zoya says there's three stages of Shabbos. The three meals of Shabbos represent three stages of Shabbos. And those who say the Nuschayis of the Arizal before Kiddush know that every Suda has a different name. At night you say, It's the meal of the field of holy apples. Now, what is that supposed to mean? Right? This is the Suda of Malka, of Chakal, which is a field, Soda, Papuchin, apples, Kadishin, Uzeirampin, Vatiki Kadisha, Asin Lasad. Zo and Atik are coming to join. Shabbos morning, it's going to change. Shabbos afternoon, by Mincha, after Mincha, Shabbos is right, they're going to change. You have the field of holy apples, you have Ze'er Ampin, and you have Atik. <laughs> and each one is the primary force. You say it by you, you don't say it. Huh? No, no, I'm just wondering if you know what I'm talking about. You know what I'm talking about. Okay. You same thing, you It's all the same part of it, yeah. Va is Malchus, the field of holy apples. Va is Zerampin, it's going up. And then the Zvam is the complete unity of the two. That's Mincha. It's called Chakal Tapuchin Kadishin, is Malchus, the field of holy apples. There's Zerampin, Za, and then there's something called Atikah Kadishin. Raiva de Raivin, the Ratzin beyond Ratzin, like we learned in the Bible, Mizmah Shechanuk there's Mamale, there's Makif, and there's Makif Limakif. There's Kesser, Arich, and then there's Atik that's even higher. Atik Kadesh it's called. 
I was once in uh, in Dublin, Ireland. So I met an old Munkacha Chosid. He had a shtibel, a chassidish shtibel in Ireland. He was a Munkacha. He was by the Mitchas Elazar. He ended up in Ireland. He was there all his years. Like a I didn't think I would find him in Dublin, Ireland. And he had a shtibel. And I went to him for Shalashudas. So it was very geshmak. He told me stories about the Minchas Elazar, the Munkacha this is in the late, uh, 1999, I think, or 8, 98, 97. In the 90s, I was there. So, uh, he told me, a vart. He said, why do you say vo, voy, and vom? So this is like a classic vart, you know, a real Yiddish vart. He says, you think the Jews kept Shabbos? They came here, they kept Shabbos, they came to America, they kept Shabbos. It was impossible. They had a store, and the store stayed open. But it's Friday evening, she has to go light candles. So he said, I'll stay in the store. It's four o'clock. You go light candles. So it's via Nuchuvo. She is the one who has Shabbos. He's still in the store. In the morning, she has to keep the store open. He has to go to Shul. He's the Gabbai. He's the president. He's the Shamash. He gives the Aliyah. He has Mafta today for yard site. She stays in the store. He has to go. He has to go to Shul because he's, you know, the Macha. So it's via Nuchuvo. He says, because it's Shabbos, they close the store a little earlier. So Mela Shalashud, this is via Nuchuvo. <laughs> Not bad, huh? <laughs> I don't remember his name. Maybe I wrote, I don't remember his name. <laughs> yeah. But it's not stomach, it's a random thing. They decided, I understand. Shabbos morning, there's no, Shabbos is not her anymore. There's the femininity, there's the feminine Shabbos, there's the masculine Shabbos, and there's the unity of both Shabbosim. There's Makabal, there's Mashpia, and there's the synthesis. Shabbos is feminine. L'chadoidi likras kala, that's Friday night, ne Shabbos nekabla. Then there's v'yanuchuvoy, Shabbos becomes masculine. Even though the word Shabbos is a feminine word, because sof at the end. And then Shalashudas, there's the complete unity. In the Oisius, of, of, in, in more spiritual Oisius, it's basically, you have, <coughs> the yesh, the makabal, coming out of the yesh to connect to the ayin. Eitzadas, Eitzachayim, and then the complete unity. So it's three stages of Shabbos. Three different stages. That's why he says, Friday evening, Shabbos of the Leila, is Aliyah Sabirudim. It's like basically, you take the world up with you. Misha Tarach, Be'erev Shabbos, Echel Be'Shabbos. Reb Tzaddik HaKoyen says, that's why we turn around by L'chadoidi. Why do you turn around at the end of L'chadoidi? You can't just run away into Shabbos. You have to turn around and see if you left anything behind. If you left anything behind, it's not good. You have to take it with you. In other words, before you go into Shabbos, you turn around. Because you're reclaiming the whole past. You're reclaiming the whole week. That's the first six Mizmarim. It's Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. And it all has an Aliyah into Shabbos. That's the first Avaidah of Shabbos. Then you have Shabbos of the Yoyma, Shabbos by day. This is a menucha that's not coming from the lack of work. It's a menucha that's much more internal. There's serenity that is in contrast to the work. It's like, ah, I'm done. But that's basically the serenity that comes from the work, from the malacha, from the Avaidah. Or in other words, it's from the Avaidah Sabiruda. So it's the Eitz Hadas where the Birurim, the Toiv, is Oila to connect to the Eitz Hachayim. That's Friday night. Shabsa the Yoim is the Eitz Hachayim itself. Eitz Hachayim itself. What's Pshad the Eitz Hachayim itself? It's already Shabbos itself. It's not Shabbos as a consequence of the six days of the week. The person finished the battle. It's not the serenity that comes from the battle. It's a serenity that comes from the internal relationship, from internal oneness. There's overcoming resistance, which is very powerful, and then there is inner alignment, inner tainuk. But, but then there's something even deeper, because what, what did he say before? He said, Yoivel al yuval yeshalach shirashav, yoivel eshnasa chamishim, After the 49, which is Lamaila Meitzachaim, the Zoyar says, 
to something even higher than Eitz, the ayin itself. The ayin itself. So you see what you have. You have three levels. You have the yesh. You have connecting the yesh to the ayin. And then you have the ayin in its core. And that's the third meal of Shabbos. Or to put it differently, you have the Friday night, which is coming from the yesh and all the birudim of the yesh as it ascends. It's hadas. You have the yesh connecting to the ayin, aligned with the ayin, which is Eitzachayim. And then you have the ayin itself that transcends the yesh. In the Lashon of the Maimer, you have the Ava of Mamalakalalman. Mamalakalalman is the place where yesh lives. That's what God wants. He fills every yesh. But when you could be Megala, the Lakus of it, that's being Mavara, the toy from the Eitzadas. And that Birur is what creates Friday night. You have a deeper level, a deeper level, which is Shapsa de Yoyme, where the Yesh becomes aligned with the Ayin. It becomes connected. That's the Eitzachayim. It's beyond the Birur. There's a complete, there's a complete oneness. Then you have the Ayin itself, not the Yesh becomes one with Ayin. The Ayin itself, the source, the ayin itself, like soiv of kalalman, the ayin itself, that gets revealed on Ensudashlishis. There is, as you could see, very often the Balatanya said a mimer, and afterwards he said a second one as a beer, as an explanation during the week, or sometimes the next Shabbos. Sometimes they're very long, sometimes they're short. This mimer, it's so bekitzer. He starts with the two avas, he goes to the eights, he says the mekoshish, it's so, so brief that uh, there's a beard afterwards, that he said afterwards. He says, where a lot of nekudus become clarified. Not all of them, but a lot of nekudus become clarified. So, uh, but the biurim are usually very, very kabbalistic because he's trying to show the references and the sources of everything and how he came to it. So they're usually very, very complex. But Blinad tomorrow, there's a whole... A whole new dimension of Makoshish that he introduces in the mir, the beer, that, uh, it's also connected to Tammuz, as you'll see, the month of Tammuz, as he explains. So that Emit Hashem will uh, explore tomorrow. Yeah, he didn't write, he said it. Yeah, 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 yeah. Very often he would say a mimer, and then he would say a beard on the mimer, which was more, uh, elaborate. Uh, a few days, the middle of the week. One was Shabbos usually. The beer was either middle of the week or sometimes the next Shabbos. But it was, yeah, a few days later. Yes, yes. Sometimes there's a beer and then there's a beer, li beer. We understand the Kavanah, the person who did this, collected branches. Yes, Toysfus writes him about Basra. Rashi says it was the second Shabbos in the Midbar. So Toysfus writes a different shit. Toysfus says it happened after the Miraglim. It's actually chronological. When the Jews heard that they're going to be in Echisol for 40 years, they thought, in the Midbar for 40 years, they thought they don't have to keep Shabbos anymore. Chazal say, Mekoshish l'shem shamayim neskaven. So Toysfus says about Basra that he thought that they're not going to keep Shabbos anymore, because 40 years in the Midbar, you know, they're going to give up on Shabbos. So that's what he did. The Baditshiva writes that he wasn't even Mechal Shabbos, because it was a Malach HaShem Etzrich Since he didn't do it because he wanted to do the Malach, he just wanted to show an example for everybody else to keep Shabbos, so it's called Malach HaShem Etzrich So he says he wasn't even Mechal Shabbos. That's what the Kedush Slavi writes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Baba Basta, towards the end, yeah. Yesh Neuchelen. Mekoshish L'Shem Shemayim Neskaven. Right? So Toysfus says, what was L'Shem Shemayim? That he thought they're stuck 40 years in the desert. It happened right after the Miraglam. That's what Toysfus learns. Rashi says it was the second Shabbos in the desert. Toysfus says it happened more than a year after Yitzhak Mitzrayim. After the Miraglam, they're now stuck 40 years. Shabbos would be lost. So he decided he's going to set an example. So he did this, and he got killed. They saw, oh, Shabbos. 
So the Baditshiva says, Uso is a malacha shenitzachilagufa. Malacha shenitzachilagufa means you do a malacha, but you're not interested in the malacha. You have some side benefit. So it's a machloikis, but tanoyim if you're chayiv or not. Rabbi Huda says, Yerib Shimon says, Potter. Malacha shenitzachilagufa is not biblically chayiv, only medivri soifra. The halacha is like Rabbi Shimon, malacha shenitzachilagufa Potter. At least Minatayra. So therefore, it was a He wasn't interested in the wood. He didn't need it. It's not like he wanted to collect the wood or he wanted to, he wanted to use the wood for a fire or this. He was carrying, no, he was carrying the wood because he wanted to bring it somewhere. No, he was just trying to set an example. So it's a malach it's a chilagufa. But from Bezdin's perspective, they wouldn't know this because ain't la ladayin of royas. In other words, halachically, it was chil shabbos. But in his own mind, in his own heart, it wasn't. That's what the Kedusha Slavi says. It's an interesting, interesting word. No, Hashem said. No, no, the Kedusha Slavi is not saying they made a mistake. They did the right thing. Or at least make sense from the fact that not everything makes sense. You got it? It's really awesome how you told us so deep and how everything fits together. Yeah. Torah is very deep and everything fits together, yeah. And it's beautiful how the Zoyar is really revealing the essence of the story. That he was still stuck in eight Sadas paradigms and he's busy comparing which is greater. It goes one step deeper, you'll see, tomorrow. So we don't, uh, don't, uh, don't take off yet. <laughs> This class is brought to you by the yeshiva.net. Please help us continue the classes. Make even a small contribution at www.theyeshiva.net slash donate.